Good morning, everyone. I am so glad you're joining us for worship this morning uh, online and here in this room. My name is Giovanna Huffman. I'm one of the pastors here at the Story Church. Before we get started, I want to make sure that we recognize all the women in our room, in this room who might not be biological mothers, but who are like mothers to so many people, offering their care, their love, and their support. Thank you for all that you do. This week, I was laughing while reading some blogs about moms embarrassing moments online. A woman named Rebecca wrote, when the twins were two years old, we had one week when they ate our dog's food, the babysitter's cat food, and then I turned my my back on a farm birthday party and they were both crunching down on goat food. That was just one week. (laughs) Another mom, uh, her name is Meg, said, Anytime my daughter sees a wine glass, she points and yells, Mama! (laughs) We've all been there, right? I also remember the time when I planned Joel's third birthday party, and I asked her, what would you like for your birthday, honey? And she said, a helicopter. I thought it was kind of odd, but I asked Eric to come and help me find a remote control helicopter for her. Uh, The day came as she opened her gift, and she became visibly upset at the sight of a helicopter, threw it up in the air. As I'm trying to control a toddler temper tantrum, my friend walks by with a popsicle in her mouth, and Joel shouts, helicopter. Turns out all she really wanted was a popsicle. (laughs) The truth is that we moms can make mistakes from the big things in life, all the way to the tiny insignificant details in life. But as far as moms are concerned, no matter how big of a mistake we make, no matter how many times we mess up, we do not give up. God has gifted us with this grit and determination that can't really be matched. When we set our minds to doing something, or when we set to help our children accomplish their goals, there's nothing that gets in the way. Not even COVID gets in the way. I have witnessed mothers push through COVID while their entire families were out sick for entire weeks. God gifted us with this grit and with this determination for a reason. But unfortunately, the same determination that helps us to get things done is the same thing that leads us to a place of exhaustion. And when we get to that place of exhaustion, the first thing to go is usually our relationship with God. When we get physically and spiritually depleted, even though we have the best intentions in the world, our efforts become very frantic and very, very misguided. In 2020, when everything shut down so suddenly, I think we were all forced to evaluate our priorities. It's embarrassing for me to own up to this, but I realized that a lot of uh, our ongoing activities as well as our extracurricular activities had very little to do with God's priorities. All the leagues, all the lessons, all of The clubs that my kids were a part of were doing very little in building their character and their godliness. In fact, when we packed their schedules from morning until evening, they were so exhausted that they didn't really want to invest themselves in reading the Bible or praying or connecting with the life of the church. But 
it was good that the shutdown forced us to evaluate our priorities and the things that we were doing. And we already know that the process that we went through in 2020 was, was hard. It broke our hearts. It, it, it made us feel so isolated. There was so much pain involved, so much suffering. But God used even those things to teach us a lesson. And I, I, I'm here telling you, it was good for my body. I was exhausted. The passage that I kept repeating to myself during the shutdown was Colossians chapter 3, verses 2 and 4. Paul writes, Since you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden in Christ, with Christ in God. I felt that God was speaking directly to me through this passage because I had become so dependent on my schedule to provide me with purpose. And I hate to say this, but even with meaning. I had become so dependent on those things that were routine or things that needed to be done. But the reality is that a lot of those things were pulling me away from God and they were pulling me away from spiritual things. Later in the same chapter, Paul also offers us an antidote. He says, we need to leave behind the old practices and the old self and to start embracing new practices uh, that reflect the new self that we are in Christ. Verses 9 and 10 say, Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the, in the image of its creator. I think one of the reasons why 2020 was so hard is because we like the old self and the old practices a little too much. We like for things to be comfortable, for things to be predictable. Even when those things are not good for us, we cling to them. Change is very, very hard. I don't think any of us, if asked, would say that we would naturally choose to go through a process like the one that we went through in 2020, right? But after we go through the process, we realized there were some really good things that came out of it. We were snapped out of some bad habits. And the more things were stripped away from us, the more we started analyzing why we are doing the things that we were doing. I think the most important outcome that came for us who are Christians is that it, helped, it reminded us that we don't really live for the here and now. That God calls us to set our minds on things that are eternal and to build a gospel legacy through our lives and through the generations that are to come. And we do that by persevering in the faith and by teaching future generations how to love and know the gospel. I like what this author, her name is Rebecca McLaughlin, says about perseverance in the faith. This is what she writes. Much of contemporary culture revolves around instant gratification. But Christians are called to live lives characterized by long-term endurance and costly self-control. Jesus called the Christian life a hard road. And multiple biblical texts describe a race that we must run with endurance and passion. 
unglamorous as they are, perseverance and self-control appear to be key predictors of flourishing. Since today is Mother's Day, I wanted to share with you about a mother who I believe knew how to persevere in the faith and build a legacy through the gospel. She understood that the biggest impact, impact she could make was through her children by teaching them to know and love Jesus. Susanna Wesley gave birth to 19 children. <sighs> Only 10 of them survived. She lived a very, very hard life because her husband and failed to provide for their basic needs. He was jailed twice, and she understood early on in the relationship that she would be responsible for the rearing and also for the education of all of her children. It also didn't help matters, the fact that their house burned to the ground twice, and they had to recover from that. What makes her so unique, why I like her story so much, is that regardless of her very unfortunate circumstances, she had an uncanny commitment to building a legacy through the gospel. And she was strategic in the ways that she did this. One day she became very irritated because her local church was failing at discipling her children. So she took matters into her own hands and started a Sunday afternoon service. She would invite the children to sing psalms with her. Then she would read them a sermon. Before she knew it, apparently she was such an effective leader that all the neighbors had invited themselves over. She had a Sunday afternoon service for 200 people. <laughs> Can you imagine having 200 people at your home every Sunday afternoon? But she wasn't only committed to doing this on Sundays. She decided that she was going to have each of her children, to give each of her children individual time to teach them scripture. Now, I have to be honest here. I have two children and I can barely do that. How did she do that with 10 children? I don't know. A few of her biographies, biographies did say though that after she was done with her motherly duties, she would sit on her chair. She had a chair. She would throw her apron over her head, and the kids knew better than to, than to bother her during her me time. Bless her heart. <laughs> I'm glad we have spa, spas to recover nowadays. I'm amen, ladies. <laughs> Susanna, Susanna Wesley's perseverance in the faith and her commitment to build a gospel legacy paid off. One of her sons, Charles Wesley, wrote hundreds of hymns. A lot of those hymns were still singing at our church today. Her son, John Wesley, went on to start the Methodist Church that we're also a part of today. John ministered to nearly a million people preaching 42,000 sermons and writing hundreds of publications that still teach us Orthodox theology even now. Susanna's perseverance in the faith and her commitment to build a gospel legacy continues to transform people even centuries later. What I love the most is what John Wesley said about her. 
He said, I learned more about Christianity from my mother than from all the theologians in England. But just as Susanna Wesley had to rise above her circumstances in order to build a gospel legacy, we also have to rise above our circumstances. We have to set our minds on things above. We have to set aside the temporary for the eternal. And the thing I had to ask myself this week is how do we do that in a practical way? I know you all are thinking, well, in 21st century America, we're not facing the same challenges that Susanna Wesley faced in 17th century England. That's right. But you and I know that in 21st century America, we can so easily be sucked into this vortex of temptation, instant gratification. And, you know, we, before we know it, we don't even recognize ourselves or our families the work that we have to do in order to build this legacy and to persevere in the faith has to be methodical, has to be disciplined, has to be intentional, just like Susanna Wesley did. The one thing I want to ask us all today is to not let a process like 2020 to go to waste. It was a painful process. It came with a lot of isolation. It came with a lot of pain, but we were able to pull through. We were able to leave some old habits and practices behind, and we were able to embrace new practices, new disciplines, and we embraced new priorities that brought us closer to God. I know it was hard to be stripped of so much, but living a gospel-minded life creates an eternal impact. It truly does. As far as we moms are concerned, I know that every good mother is committed to ensuring that their children are happy, healthy, and successful. But I want to remind us today that a Christian mother is first and foremost committed to her child's discipleship. A mother who loves the Lord does all that she can, all that's in her power so that her children will grow up and one day love the Lord as much as she does. Let's go to God in prayer. Jesus, I want to thank you for the honor that it is to be a mother, to raise a child to raise children to know you and to love you and to witness the impact that the children will make later on in their lives through the gospel. But even if we're not mothers, God, you're calling us all to make an everlasting impact through the lives that we live. Remind us that we are not called to live for the here and now. Give us today an eternal perspective. Help us to live for things above. Help us to remember that this is just a preparation for eternity with you. We thank you for this opportunity, God, as always, to worship, to be in communion with you, to be together. And we love you. In your name we pray. Amen.